This episode of Beer and Bullshit is brought to you by Woodhouse Brewing Company, where they believe simplicity is a good thing. Try their lager, IPA, stout, and new raspberry sour, all available at the LCBO. <laughs> Time to grab the bull by the horns. Oh yes, it's the season finale, probably... Of Beer and Bullshit Season 2. It is Wednesday, February 17th, or if you're watching this live on Facebook, it's actually Monday, February 15th. You're getting the unedited, raw, uncut Beer and Bullshit. No promotion. We just hit live streaming, and we're going to see what happens. So if you're joining us, uh, thanks. We have no idea what we're doing. I am, of course, Ben Johnson, the host of Beer and Bullshit, and with me as sometimes is my occasional co-host, Chris Pellerin. What's uh, up, Chris? I'm happy to be here, Ben. It's unbelievable that, that we're wrapping up two seasons when it's only been one and a half seasons of real seasons. Uh, that sound yeah, about that right? made almost no sense. Uh, I heard you crack a beer. What are you drinking? I'll do a little plug. This is my last... Uh, Great Lakes Brewery sent us a pretty generous amount of beer recently, and I've already run out of their lager. Uh, I am also drinking Great Lakes. I am drinking the uh, Lake Effect American IPA. Um, I've ran out of most of that beer as well, so I needed to re-up with my lovely wife, picked up some more Great Lakes for me. That seemed like so much beer, and then we really went through it in a hurry. Pandemic drinking hits a little harder. Well, especially when you when you have an overflowing fridge of delicious beer, it's not really much of a choice. You're almost forced to drink mm-hmm. it. I'm also enjoying an Advil. Um, Smart. No Tylenol. Tylenol took- takes the work out of it's stopping the liver from breaking it down. It's got to be Advil. That's the veteran drinking move. I took a. Quite a tumble on the ice. I built a rink in my backyard for my son, and I fell so fucking hard today. It, like, uh, yeah, it was bad. I, I somehow fell on both my knees and my nuts at the same time. It was aggressive. It would not have looked... I'm sure it would have been hilarious, but uh, yeah, it hurt a lot. Knees and nuts, eh? What, were they just kind of tucked up and protruding because it was cold out, or what? How that's possible, unless I fell like perfectly flat and my nuts were pushed forward. <laughs> I don't know, but that's why people tune into the show. It's to hear about knees and nuts and Advil. Um, what's been going on with you? You haven't been on the show in a while. I know it's uh, I there's there's been a few things happening lately, so I uh, haven't been able to make some of the shows. But we just we just brought a, a puppy home a couple of days ago, so that's been the major thing. Yeah, you were jealous of all the other people getting pandemic dogs, and thought this seems like a good decision. No, it was more a case of we've been talking about it for months and months. And you know those major decisions you make in your life that end up being feeling like an impulsive decision when you wind up pulling the trigger? We got to yeah. move. We got to move. We got to move. But there's nothing we like. Boom. Offer. Done. Oh, God, we just bought a house. Yep. Excuse me. That's what happened to us. We decided to move from Toronto and uh, we we sold in our first offer. And like we within two weeks, we were be back in london people were texting me like hey what are you doing tonight i'm like i don't live in toronto anymore <laughs> it happened fast uh yeah. you got a red lab yes it's uh i mean it's a yellow lab but it swings to the you red dyed it end. 
Yeah, we <laughs> we covered it in we covered it in pig's blood. That's people uh, are doing that. It's we were going to call him Carrie, so we thought that would be fun. And then, Good reference. Uh, but he wound up being a boy, which we knew, so we didn't do that. And uh, his name? Can we? Is it like privacy issue if we say your dog's name? I don't think so. His name is. His Obi. name is Obi. Yeah. And you named him after Oberon, who we went to high school with, right? No, actually, Oberon, the king of the fairies from A Midsummer's Night's Dream. Oh, it's worse. The high school thing would have been cool. <laughs> no, I is mean, his I, full name Oberon? No, it is just Obi. Uh, it's not Obi Wan, okay. as many people are speculating. But uh, I thought it was either the high school Oberon or Obi Wan. <laughs> Midsummer Night's Dream wasn't on my radar. We were laughing or the kids were getting frustrated as we were trying to come up with names. It was it reminded me of trying to come up with names for our kids where right. every suggestion that people had was immediately dismissed by Lena. Oh no, no, I knew a guy in grade two that was kind of a jerk and that was his name, so not a chance. That's what happens though. You know someone who's a dick and that name is ruined for you forever. As someone who's going to have a baby in whatever if you're re listening to this on Wednesday, uh tomorrow. But uh, we are going to have a baby by Thursday the 18th or sooner, which is why I've decided to arbitrarily make this the season finale because we, we might be taking a break for a minute when baby comes. Also named Obi, unfortunately, so we should have talked about that. Little Obi Johnson. Well, we That's were... actually a good name, Obi Johnson, <laughs> now that I hear it. We thought about, now that we know the name of your child, which we will keep private, uh, we were... Uh... We were thinking about saying about naming him that, <laughs> that three was, days before. That, that would have been such a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been good. It would have been great. Amazing. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to open up some uh, some files here to read some beer news, but uh, it's not working. But I uh, I talked a little bit of on my last show. We had Mandy Murphy from Leftfield Brewery on, and uh, right before I was recording the show. I was reading about Mill Street Brewery and I just thought that was hilarious. I don't know if you heard that show yet, but excuse me. I think that's really funny news. I don't know why I find it so amusing, but. Refresh me. I haven't had a chance to listen yet. You don't even listen to the fucking show. I knew well, it. I was testing you. No, I'm just I, kidding. I listen when I'm, when I'm <laughs> on there, but I mean. The... I don't even listen. When I edit it, I don't even listen. Uh, no, Mill Street Brewery in uh, something like geez 2004 released a beer called 100th meridian and uh it seems like the hip has been aware of it and has been contacting them for quite some time about its use because they will often put like a picture of gord downey in their instagram or like hey it's canada day let's drink 100th meridian or they really kind of amped up their promotion of the beer during their final tour so the hip is suing mill street brewery over the use of 100th meridian as a beer name and claiming that they've been trying to tell them for years to stop using it and linking it to uh, imagery of the hip or Gore Downey. So uh, I think it's funny because like, could there be a worse PR battle to have to wage than like Canada's most beloved band? So anyway. They should have just chosen a different Meridian. Uh, I think that one is significant. Where is the 100th Meridian? Apparently it's where the Great Plains begin. I heard that actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what else is going on in beer news. I don't think there's been anything humongous, but uh, again, my Google Alert system is not letting me open it for our live podcast. This normally this would be edited out, and people wouldn't see all this amateur hour bullshit. 
Well, I think you've covered off a lot of the most recent beer news on the show, Ben, uh, with uh, you know some of the stuff happening with Great Lakes and their brew pub and, and a few other the items have been right from the horse's mouth or the bull's mouth, if you will. There you go. Yeah, we have been uh, lucky enough to break some, some news on the show. Uh, Leftfield Breweries news that they are now a living wage certified brewery was pretty huge news. Uh, overshadowed the news that they're releasing a seltzer, which for some reason I'm excited about. I wasn't really, but now that I've seen like seltzer in their Instagram, I'm like, I want to buy Leftfield Brewery seltzer. And, and I've never frankly been excited about like the non-beer drinks that breweries are making until I had the ones that um, Ryan Morrow sent me some. I don't know if you heard that show, but when I interviewed Ryan, he was talking about his hard teas uh, that he and their uh, distiller collective arts, whose name I'm sorry, I'm blanking on. Uh, but he's like, oh, I got to get some of those to you. And they were so good. Like the hard teas, I, I, I'm like, I'm converted. I'm like, if there's more things that taste like this out there, I'm all over it. Uh, they were awesome. And, and I said this, I feel like I've mentioned it multiple times on the show, even though I've never had it, but people keep telling me I have to drink Bangarang, which is uh, made at Equals Brewery here in uh, London. I haven't it's fantastic. had one either. It's really is good. It? Yeah. Okay. I, I've had it out on the golf course a couple of times and it's, it's just the right kind of um, fruity touch to it without it being overly sweet. And it's, that's, it's not too sugary as you find with some of those drinks. So, but but still containing flavor. Some of the non-sugary ones are just like flavored water. Yeah, I had some that basically tasted like a, like a vodka soda that someone dropped a Skittle in. That's how I would have described it because the flavor just doesn't really work. It's like boozy grossness. Um, well, let's do some, some viewer mail. I know we have some. Again, I'm trying to open some. You have some and I have some. Let's do yours and see if my internet is cooperating in time. Well, you know what? I was going to call you out on calling it viewer mail, but I didn't do it this time. You just said viewer mail a second ago. Did uh, I? <laughs> yes, but we are actually being viewed on this one, so oh, there I'll, you go. I'll accept it. But it only works if the people who are viewing us are the people who gave us mail. Otherwise, it's <laughs> listener mail with viewers. Fair enough. I don't think any of these are live right now, but correct me if I'm wrong. But uh... I would be surprised if anyone's watching this, but we'll see. <laughs> All right. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we get going here? Um, first. First bit of mail comes from Steve, and Steve asked, uh, I notice you ask a lot of your guests similar questions, beer trends, surprises in the industry, etc., but you elicit a lot of different responses from your guests. Is it surprising to hear so many different takes on these questions? Uh, I like that, because the question is, what has surprised you about the question you ask people about what has surprised them? <laughs> it's a little meta. It's a little deep. <laughs> Yeah, I, I honestly didn't really realize that I'd ask everyone until Mandy was like, oh, I should have been ready for this question because you ask everyone this question. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of go to the same well a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, a, it's an open-ended question intentionally. People are surprised by different things. But I think there has been some general themes. People have said, uh, I'm surprised by the growth of the industry. Uh, but then again, people have said, I'm surprised it's not bigger. So I don't know. Um, what was the question? <laughs> it was what, what has been surprising about your surprise questions? Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised that I got away with asking every single guest the same question as long as I did before someone caught on. I guess it just goes to show you how seldom people listen to the show. Follow-up question from Chris. 
Will there be different questions in season three? Yes. Well, now that I've been exposed, <laughs> I still think it's a good question to ask people. Will surprise them, but I will uh, make a point of wording it differently so I'm not obvious about it. I mean, you yeah. ask people who make and sell beer, you know, you have them on once a week. You're going to eventually stumble and ask a couple of the same questions. And there's a printer in here. And for some reason, we print maybe once a week. But because I'm recording a podcast live, someone is decided to print something with perfect timing well i can't wait to see who storms in this door to see to come get it in a minute yeah i like the question about uh, you know beer trends and surprises over the industry over, over over the last however many years um because some of the answers are seem to be almost uh uh contrary to each other it's yeah it's the uh, the uh, the, uh, the popularity of sours and milkshake beers and that kind of thing and then it's well, it's interesting that that loggers and pilsners are coming back. So those are two opposite, you know, branches of the beer tree. Mm-hmm. Um, but surprising to different people that e- either of them are happening. Hmm. I agree. Maybe that one was better for you to answer. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry to shatter the glass that you've been asking the same questions. That probably threw <laughs> you for a second. All right. Next uh, question comes from Derek. And Derek asks, in your last listener mail podcast, you and Chris seemed pretty adamant that you didn't want to hang out with listeners. Are you sure? I need friends. Oh, Derek. Is it Derek the same? Was it the same name as the guy who asked us to come hang out? No, that was a guy who had homebrew. He mentioned his own homebrew. Um, I don't think we hang out with any listeners. I don't even think our friends listen to the show. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah sure once this is once we're all if you can show proof of vaccination we're gonna have a a listener appreciation party at chris's house and you can meet the dog you can pet obi uh that's that's a contest meet obi and uh yeah every listener is welcome if you're out of town we'll cover your hotel and uh no (laughs) i was gonna do a party though Uh, sure why not someday we'll do like a like as if I don't think anyone would show up. Like I think we get like three hundred to four hundred listeners a week, roughly, depending on the guest and the promotion that they do that helps us out. Um, but yeah, sure. We'll end of season three. Let's have a party if we're all vaccinated. We'll uh, we'll rent a bungalow or something, and the four guys that show up will have awkward conversations <laughs> about homebrew. <laughs> I was going to say, Ben's going to flash his address on the screen for those watching live. And uh, they're welcome to come over and meet his newborn baby. Don't bother washing your hands. No, lick them. I need to get those germs in there. You got to develop that immune system. If you want to lick and handle my baby, please feel free. I just hope that nobody's listening that I've told that we have, you know, three or 400,000 listeners. So that none of those people are listening. Uh. All the prospective advertisers I'm reaching out to and bloating my numbers. Yeah, I think we're okay. I, I'm I actually tangent. Uh, podcast uh, people don't make it easy to know how many people listen to your show. Like every streaming service is a little different in how they track it, and it's it's actually not an easy number to track down. So I make an effort to, but <clears throat> I don't know. And I also don't know like comparatively, like what podcasts would I compare to? And none of them share their numbers. So I think it's fair to say that we are the most popular podcast in north america and no one's going to be able to check that nay the world could be prove me wrong (laughs) joe rogan (laughs) 
Um, all right, we got the next uh, next bit of mail here. It comes from Sarah. Uh, and Sarah says, big fan of the show. Uh, I was excited that there was a much more diverse set of guests in season two. Can we expect this to continue in the future? Certainly made an effort to make that the case. Uh, I was like, let's get more diverse guests. And then we came out of the gate season two with like four white men. We're like, yeah, we got to do a little better. Uh, here's the thing. It's tough to find diverse voices in Ontario beer. But yes, totally want to have as many diverse voices as possible. Uh, would love to know if you have women in craft beer you think would be good guests or people of color send their na names our way because uh, I mean I, I don't get out much anymore <laughs> so I'm running out of people I know but I kind of do go to the well of people that I met when I was writing more actively about beer and unfortunately it wasn't as a diverse group back then it's getting a little better now but yes of course diversity from the two white guys on Facebook live streaming this. Uh, yes, I would love to do that. Well, I think my uh, the first question that came on here from Steve talking about the different answers elicited from different people, I think that you know having a more diverse set of guests on, that, that's just what happens. Some of, the, some of those interviews have been some of the more interesting ones. It's you know, not that some of the, you know, the heavyweights and the stalwarts in the industry haven't been interesting. It's just they've been more closely aligned with each other, similar age, similar time in the industry. So, you know, some of the other guests have, have been, they've had that fresh take that you'd expect them to, uh, uh, to bring in. Yeah. And, and I think other than a, it's the right thing to do, uh, B allowing diverse voices into this industry improves the beer. You get unique perspectives, you get, different ideas that's how any industry is going to get better right you just have the same homogenous people coming from a you know privileged subset it's going to be the same shit over and over again so yeah more voices and uh we're, we're game i mean i'm trying well i think you made a good point too it's not a particularly diverse industry it's still kind of in its infancy of becoming a bit more diverse so it's harder to find harder to find a diverse guest list Indeed. Thank you, Sarah. Appreciate please, that, Sarah. Great. Please question. hold my feet to the actually someone did reach out and said uh they love to see more women on the show as a woman in beer. So please hold us accountable because we want to provide a show for our... I mean we are the most popular podcast in North America for a reason, because we listen to you, <laughs> our listeners, thousands of listeners across the country. I have to think that at least a half a million of them are women as well, too. So it's nice for them to hear some women in the industry kind of speaking to them. Yeah, at least at least a half a million. Um, more questions? Uh, yeah, we got a couple couple more here. Um, uh, John uh, writes and says, listening to some of the guests on the show, I didn't realize how trend-focused the industry is with Hayes IPAs and Sours, as well as the recent return to loggers and Pilsners. Do you expect the industry to eventually move away from trends as it matures and more people get comfortable with their favorites always being offered? This is a, it's a very serious question. Um, I wish I was listening more. I was just checking that we are streaming. <laughs> okay. One person commented, yo, boys. So we're live, whatever that means. We'll, we'll leave it. Um, I, I I mean, you're never going to get away from trends. I think any industry is going to have trends because people like what they like and then the market will react to it, right? Uh, 
I, I think, uh, I mean, we had it on the show with the Bellwoods guys. Um, we, you saw it. I feel like they definitely kept going with the milkshake IPAs because it was very popular with their audience and their consumers. And, you know, it was maybe a bit of a mixed reaction of who loves them versus who doesn't with even within the company. But I mean, at the end of the day, you got to sell what your, you know, your audience wants to buy. And even when we talked to uh, Ian at, at Amsterdam and uh, Lackey at Great Lakes, we talked about that balance of like, is it a trend because, you know, brewers want to make it. You can't just brew what brewers want to make. You got to respond to what people actually want to drink. So I don't know. You're never going to get away from trends anywhere, right? Like, I don't know. It's like saying like, do you think we'll pant trends are going to change? Like, I don't know. I see high-waisted pants going on. Like that's trends and pants are going to happen too. Yeah. I don't know. It's the fashion trends these days look a lot like, we did in high school which i'm was happy to leave that style behind but it's awful it is awful now we're just gonna sound like two old guys but i was (laughs) like publicly ripping on justin bieber yesterday because i i was reading gq and it was like something like pandemic fashion and it was just literally justin bieber in huge pajama pants and a shitty shirt and a toque and awful hair i'm like how is this a trend like it looks like a garbage person anyway we're is that a off. trend? That's the trend that I'm following actually these days. Well, everyone is, right? Like I I this is I bought this on I bought this online for $11. I buy sweatpants from Hanes on Amazon now. This is my <laughs> life and I'm fine with it. That's trending in my house, Hanes. Uh so was the question will trends continue? The answer is yes, of course. Yeah, I mean, I think as as the industry does get a bit more mature, there'll, there'll be less new boundaries and frontiers to explore. Maybe. I don't think so. They'll find no? something new. There's always some new weird thing. Like the right now it's like viscous beers, like it's fucking slime beers. I mean, that's, you want to try something new and sometimes it pushes you into terrible, stupid places like slime beers, but I don't know. The market reacts and it sells. You're not going to be, you'd be an idiot, I guess, not to make stuff that sells. But don't you think some of that stuff like that or milkshakes uh, stuff is that's, isn't that a little bit more niche anyway? That's not driving big volume in the way that this return to Pilsners and Lagers seems to have chewed away at a, a lot of people that were just obsessed with IPAs for the last decade. Yeah, but that's kind of like your big flashy item at the front of the store to get them in the store, right? Like people are like, oh, green beer, I'll try that. And then you're like, oh, while you're here, we actually also have a great IPA or like, oh, sour beer. That's kind of fruity. Like, oh, if you don't drink beer, you'd like this. And then you're like, oh, and then maybe you try like an amber. It's kind of like, it's kind of like reverse gateway. Like we used to call gateway beers like a Pilsner or a lager. And now I think we've got gateway beers that are more geared towards people that don't even like beer. Like you're talking again with Ian and Lackey, they were talking about like how they love like, Oh, there's a good beer note in that beer. Like we're getting back to like, Hey, beer tastes like beer. But I think the audience of craft beer now is skewed to like people that don't really love the taste of beer as shitty as that is to say, but like, there's a lot of people like, Oh yeah, this new milkshake thing or this new coconut thing. Like, for me, it's like, I don't want to drink fucking suntan lotion or milkshakes, but like people get into beer because they try something weird. Like, oh, I never knew beer could taste like this. Like even our friend Lee, like I'll bring him something and he's like, this isn't beer. 
you know, it is beer. It's the same four or five basic ingredients that every beer has, but that's just like the remarkable things you can do with beer. So I I would say, yeah, they're, they're not really like, I don't think they're turning people off beer. They're maybe like the curmudgeons like me who are like, well, that's not real beer, but they're really bringing new people into beer who maybe think that like probably wouldn't crack a lager, like probably never got into like, I don't know, like you and I drinking two eighths of Budweiser in our teen teen years. Like you got to come at beer from different angles, I guess. Yeah. And I wonder if that's part of partly uh, what's behind, you know, some of the seltzer stuff that's happening too. The, like you said, the, get the uh, get people in the door, get people familiar with the brewery, uh, and seltzers are so hot right now. Get people to enjoy your seltzer. Maybe they try your beer as well. Yeah, I don't know. Seltzer is weird because the two subsets of people that I've seen come at seltzers are people who definitely don't like beer, like who just like I want to drink a whole bunch of what are they Georgian Bay gin smashes on a you know beside the pool, but mm-hmm. now it's like the nerdiest like most technically efficient or technically savvy beer makers are coming at seltzer. Cause I think there's like a nice, like I want to make a really good seltzer. Like there's something about it that's appealing to them to like make the best seltzer. Like Mark Murphy at Leftfield Brewery, who's got, they have their seltzer now. Uh, Nick and Adil at Beer Lab. Like those guys are really into beer and making beer and understanding the technical aspects of beer. So I think there's kind of like a challenge behind it. Like, I don't know. Let's see if we can make a good seltzer. There's also something really enjoyable about seltzer. Like I, I get it now. I, I didn't have a good one, but like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain that one. Yeah, I don't, I th- I don't think anyone's going to pick up a seltzer from Left Field Brewery, for example, and be like, I'd like to try the beer they make. Or I think it's going to be people that already drink beer that are like, oh, that's cool. I'll try it. Or people that just like seltzer. Hmm. That's my. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, and you're right too on on uh, some of the brewers wanting to make it. It's not not dissimilar to wanting to get into uh, brewing craft beer, right? You you have all of this homogenized, mass-produced seltzer, uh, and you want to make your own take on it. So it's something that's going to taste a little bit less macro. Yeah, macro lager. Or sorry, ma- macro seltzer. <laughs> well, I how many like White Claw? Is. White Claw's huge, right? Like a yeah. I guess that would be the macro seltzer. We could have craft. I've never heard anyone say craft seltzer, but it must be craft seltzer. It almost well, seems counterintuitive to call it craft seltzer. If not, if nobody's ever called it that, boom! You just coined it. You just coined a new trend. <laughs> boom! <laughs> craft seltzer. For sure, someone's called it craft seltzer. Um, uh, we need a seltzer sponsor. Is this going to be the beer and seltzer and bullshit podcast from now on? Let's get some seltzer up in here. You know what's really good, and I know you mentioned this already, is Bangarang. Gosh, that's good. Yeah, when is someone who listens, someone working at Bangarang going to listen? I mentioned them like five fucking times. Can I get a case of Bangarang? <laughs> you know where I don't even I, know where to buy it. Where do you, is it LCBO? You know where? I, I've never seen it anywhere. The only place I've seen it. I have it. to fucking golf. I have to take up golf to drink the seltzer. You know where I saw it? It was at, at Red Tail Golf Course, the most exclusive course in the country. And, and, oh, just uh, dropping that. Oh, I was golfing at Red Tail. No, it's either, the choices are trip, triple bogey <laughs> lager or or bangarang. Um, can we tell sales about triple bogey lager? I'm going to do it. I might get in trouble. Um, triple bogey is and was maybe not anymore, but when it first came out, it was literally this beer. So it was brewed at Great Lakes Brewery, but really it was just another label 
on their existing lager. So I don't know if that's still the case because now they brew at Equals where they make Bangarang here in London. But back in the day, it was just a new can wrap. So I would always make fun of the guys at Great Lakes Brewery. Like, they're sure selling a lot of triple bogey these days. <laughs> and I think it won an award. And I was like, oh, it's so much better than that Great Lakes lager. <laughs> <laughs> it is good. I mean, I, it's my first choice when I'm golfing all the time. It's so refreshing. Well, I don't know what the... So I, I've been commenting on Great Lakes. So there, this is just Great Lakes lager. I think with a new... Uh, label that says premium lager but this is tasting really good and i think i took the lion's share of these because they sent us a, they sent us a bunch of canuck and a bunch of lager and i think i took most of the lager because it's really good so i don't think uh, a triple bogey of 2021 would stand up to the pepsi challenge of the great lakes lager of 2021 but i i, I don't know i'm willing to be uh proven wrong I think he took most of the lager and the Canuck, actually. I've been drinking <laughs> English ales for three weeks. I got a lot of that Monty ESB, too. It was pretty good. That one was pretty good. I like the um, the O. I don't know, oh, yeah. The, the Dusseldorf. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a nice beer. There we go. Good they just, they got their money's time. worth right there. We can't do an advertisement on the live streaming version, so there was the Great Lakes ad paid for with a couple cases of beer. Do you think they just do IPAs? They don't. They do some great winter beers. Okay, they've got enough publicity. <laughs> All right, I got. They, they do get a lot of. Uh, you only do uh, New England IPAs now, which is not the case. They do a lot, but uh, oh, I'm getting a text message. Sorry. I think most of their uh, most of their their uh, higher volume stuff is that sort of IPA. Uh, APA sort of base, right? Yeah. Well, and and when Lackey was on the show, he said it's easier to make New England because you don't. I mean, it's it tastes better. He thinks it tastes better, and you don't have to filter it. So, if that's what people are buying, then fuck it. And they're damn good at making it too. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay, let's stop kissing the Great Lakes Brewery's <laughs> ass. <laughs> I was gonna say that was a good five minute five minute Great Lakes. <laughs> Oh, hey, Ben. Hey, Chris. What's up? Well, uh, I know Indie Alehouse is uh, in Toronto as a sponsor of the show. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And you say they're in Toronto, right? But you said that. Yep, that's true. I did say that, didn't I? So you always talk about having food and beer under the same roof. And uh, you talked about their patio, but we're entering the winter months, so... Uh, I see where you're going with this, Chris. It's just with Toronto in lockdown now. How do people support our sponsor, Indy? Well, Chris, I'm glad you asked because they are still offering Ontario-wide delivery service from their online bottle shop. Uh, all you need to do is select what you want to order and check it out. Uh, your beer will be delivered within a few business days through ICS. And obviously, they're still doing local delivery and uh, food takeout. And then you can, uh, you can also pick up beer to go at their Eatly location on the second floor. And as always... Instigator IPA is in the LCBO. Awesome. Sounds like a lot of options uh, to get that Indie Alehouse beer that we love so much. Yeah, you're kind of an idiot for asking, actually. Well, I was glad that I asked until you called me an idiot. Oh, I gotta go. See you later. Uh, there's one question left here, uh, Ben. I don't know if you've got access to any more mail, but this last one comes from, uh, comes from Lindsay. And Lindsay said, Ben... 
you mentioned you're having a baby soon. Please don't tell me this means less content. <laughs> well, I think I already did say that. Sorry, Lindsay. Um, we'll see. Oh, I'm sorry about these text messages if you can hear them. There's a, uh, a movement afoot to figure out where to order dinner from in my home. So <laughs> sorry about that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think uh, realistically uh, for a little while, there might be some less episodes, but hopefully not too many. I don't know. Early times when you have a baby, it's been so long since we had the first one, I kind of forget. But uh, early times, excuse me, the hours are weird. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this podcast as much as we were right now. But we'll aim for once a week. I'll take some time off and try to get something up. Hopefully I can get away for an hour a week. I don't know, though. Chris, That's right. You, you can have, uh, I've, got, uh, I've got a baby now. Can we actually do the, do the interview at 3 a.m.? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's when he wakes up and sleeps in my lap for a little bit. Maybe we could interview more brewers because they have really early hours. So, like, we'll catch them when the, you know... Things are boiling and they're just standing around. I'm not sure how many of those I'll be on with the baby crying, 4 a.m. Yeah, I might be busy. I think it's going to, everything's going to be fine. My life isn't going to change at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Lindsay, how this will affect you. (laughs) Uh, Lindsay's going to be upset, but you know what? You're you're bringing a beautiful new baby into the world then, and that's going to be priority number two behind the podcast. Yeah, of course. It goes podcast, baby, uh, Red Dead Redemption online. That's kind of my, I'm hoping to keep those priorities in line as we move forward. Just sprinkle in a touch of work when you have a chance. Oh, yeah, my job. Right, that too, that too. Good times. I can't get my internet working, so I can't find any of our other, uh, we had a bunch through the contact me. I get a lot of um, spam, frankly. There's a lot of like, Hey, your website could use an update. I don't know what I did to suddenly get tons of spam, but I do. Okay, here we go. This is an urgent message from CRA. You will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law if you don't call this number. Some people are just fucking with us. Like, here's this guy who said his name is Edward Bologno. I don't think this is real. Hi, guy. Hi, guy. Starts with hi, guy. I've been into beer for a few weeks now after mostly drinking schnapps. I find it pleasantly refreshing. Schnapps can get heavy, even a little syrupy after your third, but beer is crisp. You guys have hooked me. Line and sinker, good work. So I'm going to assume that's not real because no one is drinking schnapps exclusively and then listen to our show. Um, I don't even remember the last time I drank schnapps. It's fun to say, though. Schnapps? Schnapps? What's the difference between schnapps and schnapps? A one is a little... What are you talking about? Isn't it schnapps? Do you say schnapps? Peach. Schnapps? Schnapps. All right. Well, I learned something here. If if I had better uh, use of this technology, I would do a live poll for the Facebook stream. Um, But I don't... I feel like there was a drink we used to make with butterscotch butterscotch schnapps when i was bartending no i never maybe, had one. maybe you weren't part of that <laughs> yeah this came up uh, actually schnapps came up uh i'd see how quickly i changed to that you no said problem. Schnapps. yeah you've adapted to the right way uh, i was talking to a friend on friday night and his neighborhood they've been doing every friday night back of the liquor cabinet 
and okay. one of the neighbors will make a drink with something from the back of their liquor cabinet and take it around and drop it on everyone's porch so they can have a a drink and together in spirit and he said there's been some weird ones and they don't actually physically like stand six feet apart and drink it you just drink it when you get it you take it to a bunch of neighbors i guess okay and text maybe or facetime afterwards who knows but he said there's been some pretty random shit being dropped at his place nice we uh there's a similar tradition that happens in my neighborhood uh, a few streets over my friend Mary and uh, her neighbor across the street, Dave, shout out to Mary and Dave. They do garbage scotch. So every garbage night, they take their garbage out at the same time and have a scotch in the street, regardless of the weather or whatever. It's a pretty good tradition. So I occasionally will, I'll try to time my dog walking to just be like, oh, hey, you guys out with a <laughs> bottle of scotch? What's going on? Just walk like, right down the middle of the road and see what each of them are drinking. And ah, I guess I could have some of, what did you say that was again? Uh, the, uh, the Balvenie? Okay. I'll have yeah, yeah. Garbage scotch night. It's a good tradition. Um, I drink a lot with neighbors now. I think we've probably covered this in pandemic times, but uh, obviously we're in stage whatever of lockdown. So we're not supposed to even be doing that. But uh, I, uh, I, I'm hoping we don't go back to uh, like, being pretty closed down like i'm pretty tight with the neighbors now and uh i'm outside every day like i just came in from skating for a few hours and having a fire in the backyard i would love when this thing is over if we kept this up because i don't think i've ever been outdoors during the winter as much as i have this winter and i kind of love it like my son doesn't even notice that it's cold like if you know, in the times when you're allowed to be six feet from a friend, he's just running around outside. It's like minus 10. It's like nothing. You got a fire going. I built the hockey rink. Like it's, it's pretty good. I think uh, there's something to be said for how this has forced us to live outdoors again a bit. Yeah. Get a little back in touch with winter here in Canada, even if it means just standing around a fire drinking, it's uh it's, it's been nice. As long as you got to keep moving a little bit. I've noticed the times we've got together around a fire. If you stand on one spot long enough, you start to lose feeling in your toes. Yeah. The toes go first. It's the ass is like the warning sign. Cause you're sitting and your ass gets cold then you get up and then your toes are fucked, but. And don't your, your balls sort of come to the front so that if you land oh, face yeah. down, I don't know what is it. When first. I get cold, my testicles move to the front of my body as a defense mechanism. <laughs> And then I fall on my knee and have to take Advil like an old fuck because that's what I am. So that's our mail. That's it. That's it. Unless you uh, can somehow access the internet. But I can, I but they're all spammy. Like I'm trying to read them now. I like that last one. My favorite kind of mail is just a straight comment. Not the question. Not looking for any sort of response. Just a comment. Okay, here's one. I don't know how to answer it, so I'm just going to read it. Hi, Ben. I've been enjoying your podcast with Mary Beth Keefe, having recently discovered the granite cask in a box offering. The best bitter is great, and the IPA was superb. Oh, this is from Gareth. Uh, Wondering if you think cask in a box format is likely to promote growth in cask beer, either through off sales or expanded sales to licensees, given the longer shelf life and potentially smaller quantities than a traditional cask. Uh, Wellington has done it. I'm hopeful, having just ordered a beer engine from the UK for my basement bar. Interested in your thoughts? So, good question. I was a long time not a fan of cask ale, and I recognize that will, you know, put me in some people's bad books as a beer snob. Um, 
I don't, I, I historically did not enjoy beer that was a little bit warmer and a little bit flatter, which was my sort of like less than, I don't know, maybe it was just being a little dismissive, but there are some beers that I've had at Milos on cask and you're like, fuck yeah, like this beer needs to be on cask and it's so good to the point where I've now had like cravings for cask ale, which I never thought would have been a thing. And Really? Oh yeah. And granite beer totally would have been among the beers that I had to have on cask. So, um, oh, what's the other one? Cheshire Valley. I don't even know if they're still around anymore. But anyway, there's a couple beers when, when you have them on cask and they're the perfect cask temperature and they have this like naturally created head. It's fantastic. So I don't know the cask in a box when, when Mary Beth was on the show, she was talking about how it sold out super fast and I understand why, but I think everything so like, release anything a little bit gimmicky and interesting right now in a covid world related to beer it'll probably sell really fast uh no like slime beer look at slime beer right now but i i I don't know is cask beer gonna make a comeback i don't know i mean we do have cask days every year which is i think north america if not the world's largest celebration of cask beer so uh i don't know it's it's still kind of a tough sell in in canada but uh, you go to the right spot and have it in the right environment, somewhere like the Granite, somewhere like Milos, somewhere like Volo, where they've always done cask right. It's pretty damn good. Um, whether or not cask in a box is going to take off is something that people will buy. I don't know. People said the same thing about wine in a box, and look at it now. <laughs> it's still kind of a punchline, though. Like It's like, oh, the guy brought a box of wine, but I don't think the container of wine matters that's such a like like remember people were like snobby about screw tops for the longest time in wine like who cares now i know like my in-laws only buy screw tops because they're like fuck it it's easier yeah you can have two and three quarter bottles and then you can save that last uh that last quarter for the next night exactly my grandmother gets boxes of wine that have about 40 bottles in and they work out to about three dollars and fifty cents a bottle <laughs> really yeah but... bottles yeah, it's just massive, massive boxes. Where do you get that? I think she gets them from the States, or she used to. And she would have like a dozen of them, and she would keep them in her spare bedroom and just fill up this old bottle of wine that she had. Just fill it up, keep filling it up. That's kind of brilliant, actually. My dad's talking about it for the cottage. Yeah. Just, I'm not going to start, I'm not going to serve people a $15 bottle of wine at midnight when they're not even going to, I could serve them antifreeze and they won't even know the difference let me yeah. give them some of the the box stuff that's smart yeah i like that you just have like a whole section of one of your pantries dedicated to like this massive wine container that just i mean it sits in like a tetra pack inside the box right so the box is huge what's the like, like so what's the downside like a, the integrity of the plastic will break down like it's wine it's not gonna get go bad yeah put it in a nice uh a nice decanter and everyone will think, Ooh, this is nice. This is really, really nice. That's a great idea. I, so I had an idea. I had an idea for my uh, future pool house, maybe a little bit extravagant, but I want to get a barrel, not like a full on huge wine barrel or bourbon barrel. I, I'd love to get, I don't even know if they have like a medium sized sherry barrel, but I want to keep uh, Campari and sweet vermouth equal mix in a barrel and that'll be like my house mix because you pour that out and you add 
gin, you've got a Negroni, which is my favorite drink. You add bourbon, you've got a Boulevardier, which is another great drink. You add Prosecco, you've got a Spagliato, which is like the best spritz ever. You add Club Soda, you've got an Americano. I'm just going to have like my house mix of like the base and then whatever you can make like five different great drinks from it. And if I change up what barrel it's in, it could change the flavor over time too. I don't know where the hell I'm going to get a barrel, but mm. I have to build a pool shed first. <laughs> like a working barrel that would be sealed yeah, nicely. I, I, I'd love to find a former sherry barrel, I think would add an interesting flavor to that and just have like a tap on it and be like, you know, you throw ice in your drink and then whatever the third component, whatever you want to do, that Ooh, you make your own cool. drinks. That would be really yeah. cool. Because I, I love an Americano when you're like, okay, I just want like a nice light drink when I'm cooking dinner or whatever. I'll do like club soda, Campari, and sweet vermouth. It's so nice. Have that I, by the pool. I don't think I've had one. I've never had one before. I saw you drink one the other day and I thought his Americano looks different than the coffee I had this afternoon. <laughs> yeah they're different but i highly recommend if you have uh the ingredients in your house you should make one like right now super good i, I i've become obsessed with negronis and yeah gnocchi bro in the house yeah big time shout out to lee again <laughs> <laughs> all right should we call it there it's been an hour it was nice and it was a tight tight hour there we did yeah i mean i don't think it could have been any tighter Unless it was the nuts that you crushed on the ice a little while ago. You're not going to drop that, are you? My testicles are fine. It's really my knee that hurts. In case you were wondering. Okay. I'm glad you hurt your knee a little more than your balls. Okay. Well, um, stay tuned, listeners, uh, for exciting news about season three. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We will have lots. There's lots more guests we want to have on. I I recognize uh, we did a whole season without any... Uh, fake guests and I really enjoy them so season three I think they're going to make a hard comeback so um, you're welcome or I'm sorry depending on your (laughs) opinion on the improvisers that have been on the show before and uh, yeah we'll we'll come back when we can but uh, bear with us if there's a bit of a break here where I'm making you know we're making a human in my house so And and Chris has a dog so I got a puppy, which everyone knows is more work than a human baby. Mm, um, so cool. Ben will probably be ready to to uh, do a pod again before I am. Can we rant about people who really think dogs are as much work as kids? Because they drive <laughs> me fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have three kids. Oh, this is your first dog as a parent, right? So you now have three children and you've added a dog to the mix. Uh, which of the four would you get rid of right now if you had to hmm. <laughs> good question good question we do this around the dinner table sometimes like a survivor style vote to see who is our least popular family member that we're going to get rid of <laughs> just keep the kids on their toes <laughs> <laughs> yeah it always winds up being me though so um no the dog's not bad you know what it's a little bit it's like baby light kind of thing you you've got something to you need to tend to and supervise all the time initially, but yeah, um, you know what? It's we had three babies in three years, uh, and I'm trying to take this on the chin a little bit here. It was my idea to get the dog, so it's like Dogs I'm gonna awesome. be, I'm gonna be the main guy. I'm gonna be the one taking him out in the middle of the night. And Lena, you did that for five years, breastfeeding and all that stuff, while I just snoozed away on the opposite side of the bed. 
Is she breastfeeding the dog? That's that's different. I haven't heard that before. It's, well, just a little bit. I mean, nice. so we um, just to make the transition easier for him away yeah, from yeah. his mother. Yeah, that's good. Good for Lena. She's a real trooper that way. Um, Let me tell you yeah. those lab those lab puppy teeth though. Those are needle Ooh. sharp. You think babies gum <laughs> toothless babies biting on your nipple is hard? Oh, there's no grace period with just the gums there. Um. Maybe let's end it there on uh, dog, your wife <laughs> breastfeeding a dog. Uh, but good luck with Obi. And uh, hopefully next time we do this, I'll maybe yeah. we'll do a live one and I'll hold the baby up or something. I don't know. Well, you seem like it's been a long time since you've had a baby. You don't hold them like that. You just uh, hold them like this, right? <laughs> I'll, you, do the, I'll, I'll do I'll like a Lion King thing. <laughs> spin them like a textbook, maybe. Just hold the baby up for you guys. Yeah. Well, good luck, man. Uh, I think it's it's super exciting, and and you are right down to crunch time. Yeah, it's three days or less, baby. So uh, if I don't talk you, to you again, you excited? Is it uh, kind of get that get the baby out, or are you just clinging? No, to... I just we're just want to be parents. Like, I, honestly, the biggest hangup is uh, the hospital. Just want to get the fuck out of the hospital during COVID. Like, no offense to our, you know, healthcare workers in Ontario, but I, I don't, I don't want to be in a hospital at all. So, get in, get them out, get home. That's all we want. I'm, as listeners of the show will know, I've been pretty good at locking it down. I'm not, uh, you know, afraid to be uh, housebound. So I'm pretty excited to just stick it out and be housebound and be you know have a baby for a while and just i don't need to go out i don't need to see people just hang out that's why i'm loading up on sweatpants from the internet <laughs> i'm just gonna be laying around with a kid and a dog and a seven-year-old well thinking about you guys benny and hope everything goes smoothly and uh i'm gonna say that that second baby the labor is you know instrumentally easy i don't think you're allowed you. to talk if you've already done it it'll just All women ease are like, its Shut way the out fuck up. You know what? When she has the third one in another eight years, it was no. like, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, Chrissy, thanks for doing this, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, Benny. Good chatting with you. Bye. See you. Bye, Facebookers. Now make sure to play baseball outside with your dad.